everybody. It's Jessie Lynn. Welcome back to the Be a Dreamcatcher podcast. I am so excited to have a very good friend on the line with me today. And we actually just had the opportunity to share a pretty special moment for me in my scuba diving career. So I can actually say now that I have done a full Mark V helmet dive thanks to this gentleman right here, Mr. John Hopkins. How are you doing today? I am well, Jesse. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. So, you know, last, let's see, here in March, we were able to go do this amazing Mark V helmet dive. You guys got me all suited up, got me in the water. We had some amazing photos for social media content, you and Mr. Greg Davis, and the whole team was just absolutely amazing. So tell me your story. How did you get into this particular diving? And then tell us also, you do a lot more than than just this. So give us your backstory. Well, uh, the particulars on the a lot more than just this, I'm still uh, active duty Navy and uh, I'm a Navy diver. I'm a master chief, master diver stationed out in Hawaii at uh, mobile diving savage unit one. And uh, my side gig is classic diving. And we teach the old Mark five equipment. We do a recreational standard Navy dress course and we teach old equipment on, and how to dive it. And of course, you were, you got to do your triad dive, and you looked like you were tickled pink while you were in the water. That's for sure. Oh yes, I had a blast. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Greg, Greg Davis, and I, uh, we started working. We met in, in 2018, and uh, decided to put a course together. So for about uh, 18 months, we feverishly went back and forth. And then had our first standard Navy dress course and set of dry dives right as COVID hit. We were there at, uh, you know, the original Vortex Spring and uh, having a grand old time. And then everything got shut down for uh, about a year. And then we, we came back out and hit it, hit it hard again. Yeah. Yeah, I, you know, I actually was there, I think, the first time y'all came down. Uh, we had just got done doing a show or something like this, and Audrey, who helps put all this together, um, she's like, oh, yeah, you need to go do that. And I'm like, I don't know if I could do that, but I'd like to. You know, I'd like to try. And um, so this dive, that uh, the tri-dive that you talked about, was a year in the making for me. I was like, let me know they're coming back down and you know you talked about you're still active duty and doing the salvage diving and all of this you know obviously you and Mr. Greg have put together this amazing you know curriculum piece and it's now kind of a, a cool staple piece actually um, I was just fascinated at the various pieces of equipment that go into just the Mark V suit I know there's other options as well that you guys were trying while we were down at Vortex um, tell us us a little bit about how you got into the Navy diving and then of course kind of fast forwarding to now. Well, uh, I blame Jacques Cousteau and all of the Cousteau programming that was, uh, was put on the television in the seventies. I, I kind of got bit. You couldn't get me out of the swimming pool when I was a kid and moved on to lifeguarding and then figured out, uh, you know, I kind of like the, the whole diving piece. So I looked around and thought about doing it for the Navy and lo and behold, they had a, a really great program. So I decided to go that route. Yeah, that is awesome. 
That is awesome. You know, we, so <laughs> I had come and, and kind of pestered you guys while you guys were dressing out two of the divers the other day and um, was kind of having you explain to me the actual pieces of equipment for the Mark V diving suit without any illustrations present, because obviously we're doing this via telephone. Can you kind of explain for our listeners what that looks like and how the process of dressing in and dressing out goes? Well, first you start off with the uh, the dry suit. You know, that's that's the, the biggest piece of it. Uh, and it also weighs the least amount, but it keeps your entire body dry because it's the bottom end of the dry suit. So uh, you, you slide on into that, and depending on who makes it and where it was made, it could weigh anywhere from uh, 12 to 18 pounds. Mm -hmm. And you're, you're putting that on, and normally it was made out of a rubberized canvas, but there is uh, another company out there that makes them out of neoprene. So the, uh, the ones that you can currently buy brand new, we're getting from China, and uh, they are a rubberized canvas just like the original nice um you roll from there into you know putting your boots on and the boots if you've got the lightweight boots so well, they weigh about uh i think total mm, 27 pounds if you've got the heavyweight boots yeah uh they're 40 yeah <laughs> and, and then you got uh, the weight belt that, that you you know that you can put on and uh that's 81 pounds Mm -hmm. uh, when, when we were diving you, we had that lightened up. We'd taken a couple of the, the ingots off and I think you were diving a 50 pound belt. Nice. And then, then you've got the helmet, uh, the helmet and breastplate or the, I should say the breastplate and the bonnet make up the helmet assembly and that's 54 pounds. So with that and the air control valve, uh, that all on the diver weighs about 190 pounds. Whew. No wonder my shoulder yeah. was hurting after that dive. <laughs> exactly exactly you had a little bit of weight on you just just a little hey but i love the we we had a great time down there and i love that we were cracking jokes and i think the best one was i lost 200 pounds in a day i gained it and <laughs> lost it in 200 in a day so i was like weight loss goals yes exactly exactly and you probably lost about another five pounds sitting there lugging that suit around yes just in i let me tell you i more than got my necessary gym workouts that week between uh the mark five dive plus the additional dives that we added uh into that week was i i was war slap out by the end of that week i'll just be honest with you <laughs> i had plenty of my cardio and strengthening training during that week <laughs> oh you and me both you and me both so let me ask you this, because I remember when we were down there, you know, Desco, is that how you pronounce it? Desco? Yes. Okay. Yeah, and it's it's short for uh, Diving Equipment uh, Supply Company. Company. That Well, that makes perfect yep. sense. Because I remember we were kind of joking at how much, quote unquote, these suits cost. And, you know, the, the funny thing is I'm looking at a, a, a brand new uh, Desco Mark V diving helmet that's around $7,800. And I'm like, y'all weren't kidding. And when these are that expensive, <laughs> it's like, Damn. oh, yeah, it's no joke. And it's it's just amazing to me because, you know, I'm, I'm kind of I'm a newbie when it comes to diving, you know, and um, one great thing about it is, you know, you've had field experience in the Navy diving and have 
dove I'm probably I'm sure all over the world. Can can you elaborate on some stuff that you've gotten to do with the Navy and just what that's kind of looked like getting to travel? Well, I've I've been literally been able to travel all over the world. Uh, the only place I really haven't hit is uh, the Arctic, Antarctica, and South America. I've I've pretty much hit everywhere else. Wow. Um, it's it's been an incredible run. It's been thirty years uh, so far, and I've I've still got a few years left. So, it's uh apparently I have a little bit more to go. But most recently, uh, was down in uh, Papua New Guinea. And uh, also over in the Solomon Islands off the island of Guadalcanal. Uh, matter of fact, right, right off of Iron Bottom Sound. And uh, we were doing some diving out there and uh, doing some incredible work to try and bring some of our uh, service members from World War II home. So it, wow. was, it was a wonderful, wonderful experience. Uh, a little bit unnerving at times, I bet. but uh, still an incredible thing to do. Oh, I bet. Oh, that gives me chills just thinking about that. I, You know, and I didn't even think about that, being able to actually bring service members back home to their final resting place. That's, that's, wow. Whew. That gives you all the feels right there. And if that doesn't make you feel anything, I don't know what will. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, uh, it, it definitely makes me feel good doing it. I don't like the process of it, but it, yeah. it makes me feel good doing it. Absolutely. Well, you know, I'm sure folks are sitting here wondering, you know, well, why, you know, how, (laughs) you know, I've told you this podcast is all about catching your dreams. And, you know, you kind of told us where some of that inspiration come from, you know, and I'm sure folks are like, well, you know, why are we adding this to the podcast? Well, it's because it was something I didn't realize was kind of a hidden dream slash hobby that was supposed to be a hobby and now I've kind of turned it into oh I think I want to kind of do this a little more than just on occasions and um you know tell us about the diving community I want people to understand you know we talk about a lot of the rodeo family stuff and you know networks and connections but I don't think people truly understand um the actual network and family that is the diving community can you share with us a little bit about that Oh, goodness gracious. Uh, we come from all over and we've got friends all over. Um, so let's see, how did I get wrapped up in SEI? So Scuba Educators International is now owned by Ben Brown. Mm-hmm. And John Tobin uh, runs a shop up in Ohio who's friends with uh, Mr. Greg Davis. Mm-hmm. Uh, John runs the Peddler and the Packer. Well, <laughs> John and Greg met on a scuba trip and that's how they became friends. And that's how he got us to transition over to SEI. Mm-hmm. But, um, I mean, my goodness, I, during the class, uh, met up with, uh, captain Sharkey. He took our class and he's down in the keys, uh, working with uh, his scuba shop down there. And of course, Jules Verne lodge and who's doing a hundred day mission in the Jules Verne lodge right now. But you know, Dr. Joe Deturi. Yeah. And, Dr. Joe and I were stationed together on the USS Salvor years ago. So little did I know that somebody that I was stationed with was friends with a guy that was taking my class. <laughs> there you go. That small network of circles there. <laughs> exactly. I mean, you, you've got the, the seven layers of Kevin Bacon, but it's, it's not far off from that with diving. No. Everybody knows everybody. I walked into a shop today here in uh in in tampa bay and lo and behold the the gentleman running the shop 
knows a guy that uh, I used to work with at the schoolhouse there in Panama City and trained him at uh, FIT, and he was also my EMT instructor. Oh, my gosh. What a small world. It is an extremely small world. You know, it's so funny. I like to make this analogy quite often with the music business. You know, um, you you look at it and you think that, wow, this is such a big industry. You know, they must, you know, it's got to take forever to get into the bubble of, you know, Nashville or L.A. or New York. And um, kind of the same can be said here with diving. You look at it and you're like, wow, this is a whole new world that's got to be so massive that it's going to take me forever to network. And you know, it's it's just like you said, it's actually closer than you think. And um, yeah, when you become a part of the family, you're in. <laughs> that's, that's a fact. That is a fact. Yes. Yeah, I got tickled Sharky. We got, I got to meet him on this last trip. And oh, he's a card now. I tell you what, he actually was uh, one of my tenders. See, look at me getting all that nice um, vocabulary in there and understanding on the, the suit up for the, or the dress up for... Uh, the Mark V, and I tell you what, that was just one of the best weeks. Um, I thoroughly just enjoyed having the opportunity to not only dive the Mark V suit, but to have probably what I consider the best crew helping me with that, too. <laughs> I'm so glad you enjoyed yourself. I mean, you know, that's, that's one thing at, at Classic Diving, we aim to please. Yes. We like to make everybody happy, and as soon as we hear them giggling in the water, we know we did it. <laughs> Yes, I was. That's that was the hard part. Is I'm like, oh yeah, I gotta be careful what I say because y'all can still hear me. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Because <laughs> I'm sitting here, I've got a GoPro in one hand and trying to find my balance in the other, and you know, just try. I'm like, oh yes, in our com box, y'all can hear everything that I say. <laughs> mm-hmm. Which is great. I oh, it was so much fun, but. Uh, real quick, can you tell folks a little bit about um, if they're wanting to take a you know classical diving um, class or take part in you and Mr. Greg's class, how can they find out more information about how to get involved and to schedule a time and when y'all come down and do all that good stuff? Well, actually, it's pretty easy. There's two different places you can go. You can go to classicdiving.com mm-hmm. or you can go to Facebook and go to the Mid-Atlantic Mark V. So it'd be MK-V mm-hmm. Working Equipment Group. Okay. And that's uh, the page that Greg and I have there on Facebook. And uh, all our photos roll through there. And uh, you can pretty much get in contact uh, by dropping a message there. Perfect. So or, that's... Or the, the phone numbers uh, and emails on ClassicDiving.com. Perfect. Yay, y'all make it super simple. Try to. Hey, try to. Now, how often, because I know I get to see you guys on regular occasions at Vortex. Is that the only time that y'all do classes, or do y'all do different ones throughout the year? No, ma'am. We will do different ones throughout the year. If you've got enough people uh, in the class that uh, you want us to come out and teach it, We'll come teach it. We've taught uh, two classes up in Ohio, mm-hmm. and uh, we are willing to travel. So generally speaking, we do two classes a year uh, in Vortex Springs, one in March and one at the end of October, beginning of November. Mm-hmm. But uh, Mr. Greg has made runs up to, uh, to Desco and uh, taught up there in Milwaukee and, and done that. And we're, like I said, you, you've got enough people. We will come. 
Good to know. That is definitely great to know because I had some uh, folks that I was talking with earlier. They're like, we want to try that. And I'm like, well, I know who to call <laughs> for sure. And we could possibly get that set up. I do know one thing. I uh, We've got to set up a dive trip with just the, the whole crew uh, somewhere off the Keys or I don't know. Y'all name the place where we're going. Someplace that I would think is cool and amazing and, and we're going. <laughs> Well, I, I think if we did it off the keys, I think Sharky would be the one to go through. And I know he can put on an amazing time. Good to know there, because definitely that he was talking about something the other night of tying off at one of the shipwrecks that's uh, heavily uh, vested into a main current system down there. And I'm like, yeah, you, you can go do that. I'm going to just float around and look at things. <laughs> 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 yep, yep. Yep, yep. I was like, yeah, let's uh I'll let you go tie off the boat and I'll watch you. Make sure you're okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yep, that sounds exciting. But no, this is this is awesome. And for folks listening, because I know we've we've talked a good bit about the Mark V stuff and that's something that our followers found very interesting because, you know, not everybody sees that every day, you know, day in and day out and um, you know, can you tell us a little bit about what these suits can be used for in everyday practices that we may not think about are being used daily? Well, believe it or not, for uh, over 90 years, the Navy used it as its main diving rig. Um, equipment very similar to it, um, you know, being a free flow helmet is still used currently today in, uh, believe it or not, nuclear reactor diving. Oh, really? So, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So hard hat, hard hat gear in general, whether it be demand uh, or free flow, like the old equipment, um, it's, it's construction, underwater searches, underwater welding, you name it. If it happened underwater, that's how they did it for the first 200 years. Wow. Wow. That is just so cool. I never thought of nuclear reactor diving. I'm not, <laughs> what would go on in that? <laughs> now I'm asking the perfect questions. What would happen in that situation? Well, sometimes they've got to send guys down into the tunnels uh, for the, for the cooling ponds and they've got to be, you know, taken care of. So they'll get into a dry suit. They'll get, uh, they'll get their free flow helmet on or the, uh, a demand hat that's got, uh, you know, double or, or triple exhaust and uh, they'll get all taped up and go on in and do whatever work they need to do. And generally speaking, what, uh, whatever equipment gets used in the reactor uh, stays in the reactor for the next dive. Wow. That is so cool. I never thought about that because, I, you know, I knew they had the cooling ponds and stuff like that, but never thought about the fact that, uh, yeah, you're going to have to have some service there at some point. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, you've got... Uh, sewer systems that get clogged up uh you got all kinds of stuff that uh that helmet gear is used for well i learned something else new today <laughs> that i didn't think i'd <laughs> today that's pretty cool oh that is awesome well john i appreciate you taking time next time i want to try to get you and mr greg together maybe on a on a vlog we can do a, a video blog slash podcast section and um we can all sit and have a nice cup of coffee and after a hard day of diving and um, let's talk some more because I'd love to actually get some, um, you know, uh, more footage of us talking about this and uh, getting more folks interested in it because, to be honest, it was a world that I knew existed but didn't know how amazing it was. 
and get you back in the water again too while we're at it yes yes i i am seriously considering uh when mr greg talked about the instructor course i'm seriously considering that so might have to be joining you guys on some of these teaching trips <laughs> well it'd be another feather in your cap that's for sure yes it would yes it would i do have one more question for you um just as an experienced individual who has had the opportunity to travel and do all of these amazing fun things and do what you love for a living uh what is some advice that you would give to young folks today in in going and chasing their dreams or setting their goals and reaching them don't give up i like it don't ever give up pick pick what you want stay with it um if you have to change course that's fine but don't ever give up you'll get there eventually i like it that's that perseverance, dedication and perseverance always wins out. Even when talent doesn't work hard, the, the perseverance and dedication will. That is for sure. Exactly. I love it. Well, John, we appreciate you being on today. Thank you so, so much. And um, folks, you've been listening to the Be a Dreamcatcher podcast. Make sure you go check out all of this stuff that is related to diving. I know it may not be your cup of tea, but just go look at it. Just check it out. It is some cool stuff that you do not want to miss. And hey, you want to come down, go diving? Make sure you give Mr. John and Mr. Greg a call. Until next time, we'll see you guys on the next round of the Be a Dreamcatcher podcast. We'll see you then.